Stay on. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Cut. I'm your host, Christian Williams, and I am here, as always, with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you, man? Doing good. Just got off a fun, long gaming session. Uh, so I'm excited to finally do Superflux Rookie Mac, kind of get a lot of landing spots, you know, real life, and that more just in the actual landing spots looked at, especially with having a few leagues with a lot of picks this year. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing something a little unique, a little a little different. I, I feel like we may have done this once or twice in the past, but I don't think we did it last year. Where we go, we out out and we find a mock that has done you know enough rounds to where we can get a solid basis. Uh, this one in particular is a three round mock draft from Luke Easterling from Yahoo Sports, USA Today, and DraftWire. Um, and so we take those landing spots and then we draft based on those landing spots. And so the idea behind this is I may have my rankings, but with these landing spots that, that should change your rankings a little bit, depend, especially for running backs, uh, especially when looking at opportunity and, and what the upside is with the situation that they're tied to obviously talent over situation in most cases, but there were a couple picks because uh, we did this beforehand. There were a couple picks. I said, okay, I'm going this direction because of this landing spot. So I feel like it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's definitely a unique way to do this. So um, before we get into that, league news, uh, it's combine week. Uh, the NFL combine is this weekend. It starts on Thursday. Uh, Thursday at 3, defensive linemen and linebackers. Friday at 3, 3 p.m. Um, Friday, March 3rd at 3 p.m., defensive backs. Uh, Saturday, 1 p.m. and Sunday, 1 p.m. Saturday is quarterbacks, receivers, and tight ends. And then Sunday is running backs and offensive linemen, which is new. They used to do the defensive backs on Sunday. I think a lot of people kind of tuned out and the NFL realized, hey, we can get people to watch this on Sunday. And so they tossed the running backs and offensive linemen on Sunday. Randy, what are you most looking forward to from the combine this week? Uh, Quarterbacks throwing. Uh, It's been a the last few years, we haven't really had that, and everyone in the top four, so besides Bryce Young, so C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson are all throwing. Uh, I assume Hendon Hooker is not, uh, and I assume Tanner McKee is, so that's kind of your top six for a lot of people in the NFL community. Um, and really, just to get a chance to have scouts on the field with Levis's arm and Richardson's arm. Is going to be really exciting and see if they if they worked out some of the kinks in their mechanics. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm excited for. It's going to be the Anthony Richardson show, I think. Uh, you know, I, I think back to the Jalen Hurts combine, and this was when I was on. I, yeah, I was on Jalen Hurts quite a bit that year, and I was really looking forward to seeing if he had improved on those mechanics because he was pretty inconsistent at Oklahoma, and he went out there and he completely renovated his mechanics and he was accurate. And there were a lot of good things that we could take from the combine that weren't just 
he's a great athlete. And that's what I'm excited for. I, I want to see Anthony Richardson run a sub four five. I want to see Will Levis maybe go out and run something uh, in the four five, four six range. I don't know if he'll get there. Probably four six. Um, same, same with Stroud. If I, I'd be yeah. interested to see where he if he does run where he lines up. Um, yeah. Uh, really 40s for a lot of people i mean sunday i believe they're going to start with 40s usually so mm-hmm. sunday at about 1 10 p.m devon a chain devon a chain however mm-hmm. they actually pronounce it at the combine uh could be breaking they'll be the running record. very fast to start the running backs off so that's yep. gonna be fun oh yeah because he's an a he's, he's a and there's and uh what's his name uh, a bit of Canada as well is really fast. So those yeah. two are going to go back to back and then like take Bigsby is going to be right next after. And... Dude, so I, I think, I think Izzy's going to disappoint a bit simply because I think he's a guy that takes a second to get up to speed and that's not really great for the 40. Meanwhile, a chain uh, literally a track athlete. So he, he's <laughs> probably going to that I think there's a non-zero chance that he breaks the 40 record this weekend, which is yeah. that's a reason enough to tune in. Just watch a dude. But it's fun to hear the crowd too of all the NFL evaluators for the most part that are sitting up there in the stands. But there are people that attend the combine as well, media members and whatnot. But it'll be really fun on Sunday. Um, but the whole combine is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for it. This means the draft season's here. So. Without further ado, let's get into our Superflex rookie mock. This is probably going to be a shorter show. I'm going to go through the quarterbacks and running back uh, landing spots really quick. I'll let Randy do the wide receivers and tight ends. But I really want to kind of highlight that that these are uh, kind of what we're basing this off of. So uh, 101 in his mock, the Colts traded up to go get Bryce Young. So Bryce Young is the first quarterback off the board. Texans sit at two and pick CJ Stroud. The Panthers sit back at six and pick Will Levis. They trade up to 106 with the Detroit Lions. I'm an idiot. And they take Will Levis. Uh, 107 is the Raiders pick, and they took Anthony Richardson in this scenario, which is really, really intriguing. Uh, Then in the third round, pick 71, the Saints took Hendon Hooker, which is a fit that I am all for, um, and that's a range that I'm all for. And then pick 87, the Vikings take Tanner McKee, whatever. Uh, pick 18, uh, the Lions took Bijan Robinson. Pick 38, the Raiders took Jameer Gibbs. Now, Randy, let's. Um, are we going with they let Josh Jacobs walk in this scenario? I think if there's been a second rounder on this kind of running back, I think that is what that would mean. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, pick 76, the Eagles take Zach Charbonnet. 77, the Dolphins take Tajay Spears. Pick 90, the Cowboys take Devin Achain. Pick 94, the Ravens take Tank Bigsby. And pick 96, the Cardinals take Zach Evans, which is a lot of fun. Randy, your turn. All right, wide receivers at 12. The Texans took Quinton Johnston to pair with CJ Stroud. I think that is a good pairing. Uh, 19, the Chiefs traded up to take Jordan Addison, which is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> yep. Giants trade up to 20 to get Jackson Smith and Jigba. Chargers sit at 21 and get Jalen Hyatt. Ravens trade back, I believe, to 30 and get Zay Flowers. 
Panthers stick at twenty at thirty nine to get Josh Downs. Patriots forty six. Tyler Scott, probably the highest he's gone in mocks really uh, so far. Very talked about him before. Speed demon, uh, but needs to improve a lot of pretty much everywhere else. Uh, Rasheed Rice to the Cowboys uh, in the second round at pick fifty eight. Third round, basically second round pick sixty four. Bears took Cedric Tillman. Titans at seventy two take Marvin Mims Jr. Uh, Seahawks at 83 take Tank Dell. 91, the Bills take Kishan Boutte or Booty or however you want to say it or Boot. Train Conductor no. or Boutte. Um, <laughs> 98, the Browns take Jaden Reed, a guy that showed out at Senior Bowl. And at 101, the 49ers take A.T. Perry, a guy that had a decent Senior Bowl, but also we talked about not like a 49ers receiver, really, in the build and what he brings to the table, but we'll see. Uh, and then at 24 for tight ends, Jags took Michael Mayer. 28, Bengals take Dalton Kincaid. 41, Titans take Darnell Washington to pay to Perowood Chigakonkwo. 51, Dolphins take Luke Musgrave. Um, 61, Lions take Tucker Craft. And at 78, the Packers take Sam Laporta. I think all are relatively good fits uh, for all the tight ends. Relatively, Honestly, I think all are. I, I can't. I don't hate any of the fits. I guess is what I would say. So the one that I would hate simply for fantasy upside would be Dalton Kincaid to the Bengals, simply because I don't think that there's a ton of targets to go around in that case, and I think that he's the best pass catcher. On the other side of things, Hayden Hurst was pretty relevant at times this year, and he would step right into a starting role with the Bengals on a team with Joe Burrow, and that scores a ton of points. So. Maybe I don't hate it as much the more I talk through it, but it's an intriguing one for sure. Um, it's The Bengals have been mocked a tight end, so whoever ends up there, it feels like that's like a lock. I don't think it is. I think yeah. we've kind of trained ourselves to think that's a lock, and that's the problem. Majority of tight ends don't perform very well in the first year as well, uh, so he learns the offense first year. Tyler Boyd possibly gone next year. He becomes the third target of the offense, so I, I think he could thrive at that aspect. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into this mock draft. We alternated picks. Randy went first. Yeah, uh, because I then... actually have a one-on-one. All right. Four. Well, and it's not because you were bad, and that's the part nope. that sucks the most. <laughs> uh, all uh, right, go ahead. Shout out, Seth. Uh, yep. John Robinson, one-on-one, no doubt, locked and loaded. The only way this isn't Bajan is if you are in such a desperate need, and this is Superflex, point that out. Uh, yep. If you're in that desperate of a need for quarterback that you just need a starter, um, that's the only way I could get behind it. Even with the Lions landing spot, which isn't the most ideal with a little bit of crowded room, Pajan's still the one-on-one for me. Yep, yep, 100%. I think uh, even in that scenario, you try to trade back to 102 or 103. Um, Agreed. But that doesn't always happen. You, sometimes you have to go get your guy. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's just get it out of the way. I took Anthony Richardson as QB one in this mock draft because the Raiders fit to me is not perfect, but it's also one that I really like. You've got a stable of pass catchers. You've got an offensive line that struggled at times, but I think that they have the tools to make that workable for Anthony Richardson. And you've got a half decent offensive coordinator, offensive-minded head coach, and Josh McDaniels. 
that knows how to put quarterbacks in positions to succeed. We saw what Mac Jones was without him this last year. It wasn't as good. I think Anthony Richardson then walks into a situation where he can start pretty quickly. And Anthony Richardson's fantasy upside because of his legs and because of what he can do with uh, while running the ball is in this scenario more valuable to me than taking the safe options in Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. So I went with Anthony Richardson on the Raiders as QB one overall. And quickly as, as I, you know, walked through that process, there are a few different situations that that could happen in. And the Raiders are one of them. I would say the lions obviously are one of them, but you'd probably wait a little bit longer. Um, But I don't think this is going to be super outlandish in about a month. We'll we'll see after this week uh, how close it gets. Uh, 103 with Bryce Young, uh, the 101 quarterback, 101 in the draft, 101 of the Colts, uh, has what should be an improved offensive line this year. We'll see how the draft goes in free agency. And two really good weapons, great running game. So a really good landing spot for him where he can grow and not have to, you know, always scramble, hopefully. (laughs) That'll be the only thing. But he does have some big body receivers to just lob it up to if he has to. Yeah. I also think they're going to add some speed elements too. I think that'd be good for him. Um, He was at his best when Jamison Williams was running straight down the field all the time. So, Um, okay. 104. I took CJ Stroud on the Texans. Texans are one of the worst landing spots, but I believe in the talent of CJ Stroud. He is my 101 currently, or not my 101, but my QB1 currently. Uh, He's my 102 in Superflex rankings. But like I said, Anthony Richardson's rushing upside does make him a a more risky pick for fantasy. CJ Stroud is certainly a safer option, but his accuracy should keep him in, you know, top 12 discussion for a long, long time. So I rolled with him here, even despite the landing spot with the Texans. It's it's the concern with whoever goes (laughs) to the Texans. Yeah, for sure. But they did invest in the wide receiver position very early in this one. So yep. at five, speaking of investing in the wide receiver position, I took Jordan Addison, first receiver off the board. The trade-up of the Chiefs in this mock, I think it's a no-brainer that he's the first wide receiver off the board. I do think he has the chance to be in the top four uh, to kick out one of those quarterbacks as well. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, landing spot definitely was one I said, okay, so that's that's new wide receiver one uh, in that case. And and rightfully so. You know, I think people did that with Sky Moore a lot last year. I think Sky Moore is still going to be a really good receiver. Uh, shout out Jeff Bell for consistently trashing Sky Moore to hype up Chris Olave. I see you, Jeff. But, um, but no, I think Addison with Mahomes is just not fair. Um, here at 106, I I just kind of stuck with my rankings a little bit here. So obviously there are a lot of running backs that come off the board. The difference between day one, day two, it, I mean, day one, I would invest in that person, but we only had Bajango day one. We had a, one second round back in Jameer Gibbs, and then we had uh, a flurry of third round picks, which I think could be the case. I think we're going to see a few more running backs go. Jameer Gibbs is my RB two, but the fit with the Raiders, if, he is tied to Anthony Richardson. I think that does limit what Jameer Gibbs can be because he is very much so a pass catching running back quarterbacks that run don't tend to throw to their running backs as much. And so in this case, I went with tank Bigsby on the Ravens because despite 
their change in offensive scheme and, and their, uh, you know, I, offensive ideology. I think that Tank Bigsby then would be set up to be the Ravens starting running back here in a year when J.K. Dobbins probably leaves the team because they're not going to pay him a second contract. So Tank Bigsby here at 106. Yeah, uh, followed up 107. I went with Jameer Gibbs, uh, you know, watching Anthony Richardson in big games. Uh, he gets really landlocked to running and throwing to his running back. So sure. Jameer Gibbs is also not just a running back. He is uh, just a wide receiver <laughs> in the backfield, and he lines up outside in the slot. He lines up all over. He's a weapon amongst a slew of weapons on this team. I, I think he he can't fall too far in the rankings, even if it is a perfect fit schematically, just because he's such an elite talent. Yeah. So I'll take yeah. him at seven and – He's the guy depending on the fit. I'm taking three or four in this draft. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Here at 108, I went with Quentin Johnston. I think, you know, he immediately steps in and he's CJ Stroud's favorite target. Um, Quentin Johnston certainly has some issues to work on as a prospect, but I want to bet on that size speed combination. He's my wide receiver one right now, and he was the wide receiver one off the board in this draft. So I'll take him here at 108. Yeah, what uh, I think it's a good fit as well, and it's just he's the he's going to be a target hog there, which is not what was happening at TCU. So I think you can grow a bit more, and he stays in state. Yep, for sure. Uh, number nine, I can't let him fall any further. Will Levis uh, went six to the Panthers, um, despite his our reservations on him, and you know what he has to work out. We we had the same kind of reservations, Richardson. Uh, to be fair. So I think Levis in this landing spot, as long as they're not depleting the roster to get up there, you know, they keep DJ Moore and they figure everything else out. They have some good pieces on the offensive line. I think you could figure out the running back position uh, a little bit more in depth for the future. Um, Defense is a good young core. I think he'll be in a lot of close games, at least in this team. And I think he can really adapt and overcome and uh, be a weapon for this offense moving forward. I think they could really shape the offense around him behind an actual good head coach. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fit. I also like, I think the Panthers are quietly one of the better situations to go to. They've yeah. got a good defense They're uh, They've got a, a good running game, just depending on what they do with their running back position. But um, no, I know I like that. I like it, that. Here it's, it's a bit ironic because it's a worse fit if they trade to one. <laughs> But if oh, they yeah. don't trade at all, it's one of the better fits. And if they only trade up to six, it's still a really good fit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, here at uh, 110, I went with Tajay Spears on the Dolphins. Uh, Tajay Spears is my RB4, so this actually is just me sticking to my rankings, but also loving that landing spot. Tajay is going to run a, a nice 40 this weekend, I think. Uh, he's a quick back, but he's also much more than just a guy that wins in space. Fortunately, he does win in space, and the Dolphins like to put their backs in space. Uh, almost a perfect fit. I think a chain is probably my favorite fit for them, but in this case, I'll I'll take Tajay instead. It's actually funny they took Tajay over a chain in this mock. So, yeah, and I think he can rise above the graveyard of the 49ers running backs uh, there at the Dolphins, who you know had some decent stretches this year, but didn't really have a full serious good year i think he can stand amongst them uh and yep. take over that role 
Um, 11, Jackson Smith and Jigba for me. Wide receiver one of the Giants, day one. I think he plays inside outside for them. I think they move him around to give him the best matchups, and Wando Robinson falls in line past them. Um, I know they like Wando, <laughs> but I don't think he's proven anything, uh, especially even at the college level in comparison to Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he is immediately their one, even if he isn't necessarily a typical one. I think they could use him uh, a lot like the Cowboys do. CD Lamb is their one. Yep, that's yeah, that's that's really solid. Also, uh, Kenny Galladay hate. Come on, man. Come on, um, Isaiah Hodgins hate. Come on. Uh, no, you're right though. Um, that's that's a good pick. And Jackson Smith and Jigba is one of the better values in every single rookie mock. So yes. just throwing that out there. I mean, he's gonna produce for fantasy. He's gonna catch a lot of passes. So uh, here at 112, I went with Zach Evans on the Cardinals. Um, you know, I think that Zach Evans is still really talented. He's also not participating at all at the combine, and I don't like that at all. Uh, I actually think it's an outside shot at this point that he even gets day two capital despite being incredibly talented uh i think he's probably looking at fourth or fifth round but in this case he did go in the third round i think that if he is able to get day two capital i'm very confident that he's going to be a good nfl running back and i'll take him here at 112 the caveat here if he goes fourth or fifth round that's just going to bump his value to a place that i'm super comfortable taking him because i do think that he's one of those guys that could stand out uh, despite not getting draft capital. Uh, he's he's a flash phenom and has no consistency. So if he can figure that part out, he easily takes over this running back room for the Cardinals and becomes one of the best backs of this class. Yep. Just plain and simple. Uh, sure. But he very easily could continue what he is and be out of the league in two years. It's, yep. <laughs> it's, it's a boomer bust pick. There are a few boomer yeah. bust picks in this draft. He's one of them. Uh, 13, I want Jalen Hyatt with a landing spot of the Chargers. This is becoming kind of an industry favorite um, to not really take away from anything with Keenan Allen, even if he might not be on the team, and to accent uh, Mike Williams on the outside and let him go, you know, go deep alongside of him, but not have to win the same way Mike Williams does. I do think he helps this offense uh, get that extra gear and hopefully open up a bit more to back to where it was in 2021 because this last year was really down here for them plain and simple yeah yeah for sure uh i'm not a jalen hyatt fan i have always maintained that if he goes to the chargers that is the one landing spot that might change just how much of a fan i am Um, that's the perfect situation for him that and the bills i guess the two quarterbacks that i think can get him the ball consistently so uh here at 202 uh i took michael mayer uh michael mayer went to the jaguars in this mock draft and we just saw what evan engram was able to do on that jaguars team uh i do think that the tight end is a massive massive part of the jaguars offense i know they're getting calvin ridley i know there's a lot more target competition but i still think that michael mayer would then enter the league as a top 12 tight end i will take that at 202 fairly comfortably Calvin really also hasn't played in two years. We just saw what happened to Deshaun Watson for not doing the same thing, and he wasn't even injured. Yeah. So let's – I mean, I, I do have faith in Calvin Ridley, but let's not not take someone because he's going to be there. Sure, um, sure. Uh, 203, I went with Zach Charbonnet. 
uh, a draft landing spot to the Eagles. I would if if this was a guarantee, like you know, during the draft, I already know they didn't bring back Miles Sanders. I think he's easily a top twelve pick, no question for me. But the Eagles draft running backs in the second, third every year, it feels like. So I don't think this guarantees that. So that's why I have him slipping farther. But if he is going to be the lead back or splitting with Gainwell and most likely taking over the backfield, in my opinion, in that regard, um, I think he's a slam dunk pick. Yeah, that almost positions him to be like a dynasty top 15 guy almost immediately in that case. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's that's a good pick. I struggled not to pick him with a couple of these last picks, but. I, I would have picked him over Evans, but I understood the pick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Uh, here at 204, I took Josh Downs. He went to the Panthers. Uh, while I'd, I'm not a huge believer in Will Levis, I also think that the Panthers desperately have a need for a wide receiver too. Josh Downs probably is best as a wide receiver too at the next level. He's also a dude. Like he's a baller. I think he's going to have a good combine. I think we're going to talk about him as a potential first round pick here. Uh, and in this mock, he went seven picks after eight picks after the first round. Sorry, Dolphins. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think too with the new quarterback in Carolina, we don't know who the favorite will be. I would assume it's going to be DJ Moore. Uh, there's also a chance that Josh Downs just becomes the favorite. He's a target hog. I like that value at 204. Yeah, uh, we both really like Josh Downs, but we tend to like slot guys if we're being honest with ourselves. Yeah. Um, 17, so 205, Devon A. Chain is yeah. what I went with. Um, again, it's the same kind of thing. Uh, pick 90 to the Cowboys. That's a fantastic landing spot if Pollard isn't there. <laughs> I don't see an area of that happening, but I do think Pollard is going to get tagged. And at that regard, you know, I think Zeke is going to take a massive pay cut to stay with his team and stick around. So I think it will be still a split. And then A-Chain isn't getting a lot of work this year, so I think he drops down. But if it if they some reason let Pollard walk <laughs> and couldn't get Zeke to restructure and couldn't – I mean, the cutting him is not really going to help a ton. So – if that's the case and he's taking that Pollard role, he's again, guy jumping into the top 12 right away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm HN. I'm, I'm in on him to an extent. I understand what he could be. I also understand that this is a guy that very much so like Zach Evans could just be out of the league or just a special teams guy in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, I don't think he's going to be out of the league within eight years. It's just he might just be special teams if he can't grow a little right. bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, here at 206, I took Zay Flowers. He went to the Ravens in the first round. Uh, I do want to point that out. The Ravens have a desperate need to get uh, wide receivers. They have a new offensive scheme, as I mentioned. Uh, and so I think Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers combined to you know, enhance that room around Mark Andrews around maybe Isaiah likely um, I'm intrigued by that offense moving forward and I'm not as out as I probably should have been uh, with Ravens receivers moving forward so Zay Flowers here at what did I say 206 um, yeah. 206 is a really good value yeah I, I think it, it makes in all the risk at, at that later spot for you so this right. is just pure profit at that point um, yeah 
Same kind of thing for me here at 207 with Rasheed Rice. Uh, there's concerns about him. Um, I I definitely don't think he's a wide receiver one for a team. Um, I do think back into the second, early third is his value. Going pick 58 to the Cowboys, you know, perfect kind of value. Doesn't have to be your impact, you know, wide receiver two day one, but he can fight for that position with Gallup and Noah Brown. Uh, I do think he could take a lot of snaps. I do think he's talented. It's just he's got some stuff to work out. But again, if I have to wait a year or so at 207, I don't care. That's perfectly fine with me. I don't have to think about my taxes quite if I don't <laughs> don't have to. It's funny. My comfort she writes is actually Michael Gallup. So I I get this fit because it, I oh. almost wonder if because Gallup didn't really return to form much last year. Not. Um, so going and getting Michael Gallup 2.0, uh, because you like that type of player, that makes sense to me. I like that fit though. Uh, where I, I think I may have messed up. So I know Keishon Boutte ended up falling to the third round in this mock draft, but he went to the bills and that matters. And that is one of those guys that I moved him up because of landing spot. Actually, I think this is right around where I have him ranked. I do have some guys that didn't make this. Uh, no, I I have some guys that I have him ranked behind simply because, uh, once again, boomer bust guy. Is he the talent that we saw as a freshman or is he the inconsistent guy that we have seen since then? Uh, are those off-field rumors uh, a problem at the NFL level? I don't know, but I trust that the Bills would be able to figure it out and he immediately walks in and overtakes Gabe Davis, I think. Uh, he's just too talented not to. So I'll take him here at whatever pick this is 208, 208. <laughs> we listed at one through 24 <laughs> we're doing math on the fly here <laughs> all right uh at 209 from train to tank Dell. um <laughs> gonna yep. definitely yeah it's hard not to um <laughs> uh tank honestly a relatively good fit in my opinion to the seahawks i think he i mean he immediately is our wide receiver three this is a wide receiver core that kind of needs another explosive player. He brings that day one. I think he gets a good amount of work and I think he can be fantasy relevant year one, uh, just not, you know, wide receiver one, wide receiver two by any means. Yeah. I mean, this is like what they were hoping for with the Eskridge and then the Eskridge has just been hurt ever since, I think. Um, well, if they, if they were just looking with their eyes, it would have been, I mean, Eskridge is fine, but at good. least they didn't reach for him, you know? Yeah. Like yeah, they no, yeah, he that was that was a decent. I mean, he was smaller. Tank Dell's also smaller, better route runner, I think, than Eskridge. Um, also a fairly good locket replacement after. He's yeah, with with seasoning. Yeah, you know, I like it. It, it. Sandwiches feels like he's been like twenty nine thirty for four years now, and I think he's just turning thirty. So I, I yeah, not quite sure how much longer he has at this kind of level. So I think this is a good year to get someone like Tankdale in the system. Yeah, for sure. All right, here at 210, I ended up taking Dalton Kincaid. The fall, I value Kincaid and Mayer very, very similarly. But once again, that landing spot with the Bengals kind of limits what the upside is for fantasy, I think. That said, tight ends are a dime a dozen. And um, honestly, I th- or not a dime a dozen, I guess. And Honestly, I feel like that is a landing spot that could come to fruition or, or be productive in the future. 
that's what you're kind of looking for. Once again, like Randy said, you know, tight ends are more of an investment. Kincaid is one of those guys that's NFL ready, pro ready. I think he does step in and start day one. And honestly, a, a first round capital tight end almost always comes in and starts day one. So uh, here I'll take the upside that, you know, he does eat up some of that target share in Cincinnati. And honestly, I tweeted out today. I think Michael Mayer and Don Kincaid are dynasty tight end ones right now. They're top 12 options as they enter the league. So I'll take that here. Yeah. Uh, at 211, I went pure upset as well. Uh, second round pick to the Patriots, Tyler Scott, um, a guy we're getting more and more in depth on, but a track athlete speedster uh, from Cincinnati that has some room to grow definitely as a receiver. But I think this is a good landing spot to where, I don't think he plays any worse than the speedsters they have this last year. I think he plays better than them day one because uh, they were very disappointing <laughs> all, all year. Uh, the offense in general is really disappointing, but their best one of their best plays this year was putting a DB who's fast on the field on offense. I think you can stop that crap and <laughs> put Tyler Scott out there, and he can be an absolute weapon for you day one. Um, I do think it also can cushion the blow a bit if you somehow lose Jacoby Myers. I think he could automatically step in as your slot. And while he won't be as consistent of a catcher by any means, I think he can break open a lot of plays for you. And if they're going to get Teddy Road screens, there's not a lot of people in this draft I'd want catching the ball on a screen more than him. Yeah. I just, that wide receiver build would be so weird to me then, man. Cause like they still have Devontae Parker, right? Uh, they've got Tyquan Thornton is projected to be a starter <clears throat> next year, which mm-hmm. he, he flashed, he flashed. And then I feel like it was right as Bailey Zappi kind of turned back over to Mac Jones. And then Mac didn't really involve Tyquan Thornton. Thornton couldn't get on the field as much. I feel like down the stretch um, and Bill does those things. So uh, I still in this case would prefer Tyquan Thornton. And so I probably wouldn't take Scott because I do think Thornton was a better player than Scott. Um, even there's the there's a couple of people I was debating on that went a little bit later, um, like maybe like Cedric Tillman and Marvin Mims, or um, we kind of got through all the running Jayden backs. Jaden Reed, Jaden Reed um, to an extent, but like Luke Musgrave was really who I was struggling not to pick there. Uh, just yeah. that Dolphins landing spot, I think he fits more of what they want than Gasicki anyways. So I think that's a, a, a phenomenal fit for them. But there's there's a lot of people running back specifically that didn't make this mock that I also think would have been a strong pick at 211. Um, but again, yeah. we're seeing it pretty consistently that the second and third round, getting seven running backs in is about norm or even possibly high for what we're seeing right now. Um, I think that speaks to the value of the class uh, and the, the willingness for these teams to fight to get the other positions and then lock up, but still talented or take two shots at it on day three. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, my the final pick. Uh, we did two rounds here, so pick 212. I took Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims went to the Titans. The Titans are bare at the wide receiver room. They recently cut Robert Woods. They currently, in this scenario, they would start Traylon Burks on one side. Marvin Mims would walk into a starting spot as a day two pick or battle with Nick Westbrook-Akine. And then in the slot, you probably have Kyle Phillips returning from his injury last year that kind of knocked him out. I still think they like him, and that's why they were comfortable you know, moving on from Robert Woods. 
on the other side of things, Marvin Mims is a perfect fit for a play action type of offense where they do want to trust Hannah Hill to just let Marvin Mims kind of work downfield. It's kind of counterintuitive to my like dislike for Jalen Hyatt because I, I think that Mims with Tannehill is similar. It's like the knockoff version of uh, Hyatt with Herbert. Um, but that landing spot definitely bumps up Marvin Mims a little bit for me. I actually I have Jaden Reed ranked ahead of him, but the Browns landing spot isn't my favorite for him. So um, no offense to Deshaun Watson. All offense to Deshaun. Yeah, let's, yeah, uh, yeah I don't give a, I don't give a shit about him. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I just. I, I think that this is a perfect spot for Marvin Mims. I think he's a little bit underrated as well. So. It's a safe landing spot, and I think worst case, obviously you got Malik Willis as your quarterback, and that scares you a bit. Um, second worst case actually feels like Tannehill after last year. Um, there's a good chance they move on and you know try something else or draft something or figure it out. Um, but they also could just say full send it with Wills and – if he continues to be this bad, they just pick early next year. But that doesn't seem like something Vrabel will do. And honestly, even with Willis, I think Vrabel's probably still win too many games to get the first pick. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, really quickly. So this running back class, I've compared it to 2017 in terms of guys I think can produce. I think it's probably closer to 2020. Um so I, I went back and I just wanted to see how many of those backs were drafted on day one or two. Uh, we had Clyde Edwards-Alaire, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, A.J. Dillon, Antonio Gibson, Keyshawn Vaughn, Zach Moss, and Darrington Evans. We had 10 running backs selected in the first two days of the draft. So I think seven's a bit low. I think we're going to get nine um, if I had to project – and some of those guys, I think Sean Tucker has an opportunity this weekend to kind of vault into day two. Right now, he's probably a day three guy. Uh, I think Kenny McIntosh and Eric Gray both have a shot, despite being a little older of prospects. Uh, Roshan Johnson feels like a lock for day two. I'm, I'm a little shocked he wasn't in this mock draft. Uh, are there any other guys you think could weasel their way in? Um, uh, we, I mean, we talked about a few guys that were in the mock that we didn't pick, like Hennon Hooker, Cedric Tillman, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave. Uh, but to add to that, I mean, guys that we like, uh, Parker Washington, I think could be a, a solid third round, fourth round pick for you for, you know, playable upside, you know, day one. Um, Kendra Miller, Trey Palmer, uh, Israel Avacanda, Abinacanda, sorry. Uh, and then Travis Dye is one of Christian's favorites, but I think all those can really have, depending on where they land and how they're stacking the depth chart, impact day one, but they also have really good fantasy outlook for the future. So I do think day two or round two and three will be littered with running backs and rookie mocks uh, while we kind of fight for the quarterbacks, the top running backs, and the top few receivers early on. Yeah, I was interested because um, after seeing the landing spots, I did lean wide receiver a little heavier in the first round. Um, it's the safer selections. I've touted this running back class as you, you go get three or four of them in the first round, and three or four went. Um, so we had Bijan, uh, Bigsby, Gibbs, Tajay, and Zach Evans. So we had five yeah. go in the first round. 
but it, it just it looks, felt like we we leaned wide receiver early for some reason. Well, and if you think about it, if you have the eighth pick, you know, you're taking Quinton Johnston, and then you're coming back, and you could get Charbonnet, A-Chain, and really be happy in the second, and then even in the third, and or maybe even later in the second, get Sean Tucker and Eric Gray and Abanacanda. And I think you can really full flush out your, your running back room pass then if you're not getting one of the top guys. But the wide receiver room, to get actual impact day one for your team, you're really going to need to kind of figure out if you're going to take them in the first round. Because the second round, the wide receivers, I mean, we like Josh Downs. We like Flowers. We like Rice, Boutte, Tank, uh, Tyler Scott, Marvin Mims to some more extent. But are they really going to be starters on your team day one? No. No. Yeah. And that's important. And that's this wide receiver class is really like four deep to me um, in terms of guys that I would 100% take if the opportunity presented themselves. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's an important note. And I think maybe that's why we did lean wide receiver so early. So that'll do it for this episode. Very, uh, a lot shorter than our, our recent episodes. Um, we will be back next week. I think we're going to do some type of position wide receivers. Maybe, I don't know. We just talked about a ton of them. I feel like we're ready to talk wide receivers. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, we might do a little post-combine breakdown as well. We'll be back sometime next week. Still don't know a day. Um, hopefully Monday, but we'll see. Randy, anything Anything else? What do you, what do you think about that plan that we just flushed out right now? Uh, yeah, really f- flush that out. Uh, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll do some. I mean, obviously, we'll be back next week. We'll be back Friday, hopefully. Yeah. Um, this Schedule permitting. I it, my tournament's almost over, guys. I'm, just, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, once that's over, I have a bit more flexibility. Um, so hopefully Friday we have a Friday fix. If not, it'll be Saturday or Sunday. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah. We're still finalizing the team. Still waiting on Christian to give his actual pick. But I did kind of flirt with a couple of the teams today just to get an idea of what they were going to look like. Uh, and a few of them that we talked about off air really excited to do whether whether we do it this week or not so should be some fun content yeah for sure all right um that'll do it we'll talk to you guys on friday i still haven't picked a team yet i was gonna give it the team but i still haven't decided yet so um so yeah we'll talk to you guys on friday we'll be back next week as well for randy hall i'm christian williams we'll talk to you guys then later